topics, no facts. Took a real shit and you know that. That's a fact, Jim. Took a real topics, no that. Took a real shit, no that. That's a fact, Jim. Took about the Talk whatever you want, whenever you want, whenever you want, whatever you want. Welcome everybody back to Chip Chat and Chill. This is your midweek millennial recess escape from adulting and all things fun. We are so excited to hang out tonight or today, whatever time of day you choose to listen in today. Thank you again so much for your support. Today we have a jam-packed fun session of just laughter and great introspect with a very dear special guest of mine. I'm so glad to have her and catch up with her. You're in for a great treat tonight, so... Let's get right into it. She's a recording vocal artist and a certified life coach. Her name is Miss Latisse Crawford. How are you, ma'am? Hey, hey, hey. How you doing, girl? I'm pretty good. I'm glad to see you. Glad you could make it. Same here. Same here. Now, you, you know, we being real um put together right now, but you know, we about to let loose. Oh yeah, the, the, the formalities of things are just gonna last for the next two minutes. Right, right, two seconds. This, yeah, we've been homies for like almost twenty years. I can't believe that. Yeah, we we yeah. about to mid, past the midway mark. Yeah, you having fun, literally. Sure so, does. It sure does. Tonight, um, usually we have a lunch and learn. Uh, we just share what we've been snacking on in this case because. <laughs> Listen, I done ate all my snack, okay? <laughs> my snack is gone. Y'all want to see the evidence? Okay, my snack is gone. I was eating some chips and salsa, and I tasted one, and oh, it was so good. I just kept on going. Didn't save none. Didn't save none for this. <laughs> well, I went in on popcorn recently. I don't, I've never been like a popcorn person. I have a love-hate relationship with it. Mm. But something happened after I turned 30 and I just said, let's just try it again. Let's just try it again. It's like a relationship. Let's just try it again. My favorite flavor is kettle corn. No really? Flavor. Yes. Kettle corn See, or oh. spicy something. Those are my two favorites. See, so, I'm not really into like the the sweet popcorn except for car- like the caramel popcorn. I love caramel and cheese put together. Yep. Yo, I, so yeah. So that's, that's my thing. Next. So I just recently put those two together. And I was like, Jesus, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. You know, sugar has been my problem, and I'm trying to let that demon go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this was the first bag I bought the past two weeks. This is a good kettle corn bag I got mm. from at home. It's a home store, like the TJ Maxx Marshalls in Burlington. That I usually go get my good snacks from. And, of course, I have my infamous platter, which will be available as merch oh. very soon. Come on. And, um, I done, I'm writing some wrongs because I'm just drinking water tonight. Girl, I done, I done wronged the rights, okay? Because I got <laughs> Coca-Cola. <laughs> Ain't nothing like the real thing, baby. Okay? <laughs> so glad we got the real thing. <laughs> I done wronged them all. <laughs> I mean, all the wrong stuff tonight. I, I, I have such bad gird, uh, like heartburn, acid reflux, and I really sat here and ate a whole tub of Chili's um, salsa. Yeah, and I'm going to suffer for that tonight. I'm going to have to sleep sitting up with books underneath uh, you, yeah, you my, are. My, my, my headboard, but it was <laughs> worth it. It was worth it. Every bit of it. Every burp. Every burn. It was... <laughs> Don't die! 
Don't die. <laughs> Put your hands up. Put your hands up. <laughs> yeah, don't die on me, girl. Not tonight. Not I ain't tonight, come baby. to kill you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> need a whole life, not a whole death. Thank you. Come on, okay? I need you to live <laughs> and not die. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. For just a second. But, um, yeah, so that was my spell. And then, yeah, it's called... Y'all, I'm going to tore up the bag. It's Gary... Gary Poppins, wow, that's a play on words. Gary Poppins. Mm. And I did see other flavors, but I don't you know, have to try it. The kettle corn stole my heart. They had like a regular, I think it was another purple bag and an orange bag. I let me get cheddar one too. And then shout out to Lockhart Gourmet Chicago South Popcorn in Cumberland Mall. Mm. He made a good caramel and cheddar. I bought them individually mm. and I just mm. ate them together. Yeah. You know who has a really good um caramel and cheddar uh boom chicka pop? Yes. I think that's what it's called. Okay. I go to Target and I get that bag. Now see, what's funny is that like I usually I like hot popcorn. Like not just spicy, but I like it warm. But that particular brand of popcorn is amazing. I like all of their flavors except the kettle corn because I don't like kettle corn, but they have like a I'm trying to say they have like a rosé flavor Ooh. as well, and that's pretty good too. Um yeah, but I like I like that gourmet anything. I, I make gourmet popcorn at home. So I'll like, you know, pop it fresh and I'll make my Parmesan butter and garlic and, you know, all that good stuff. So, you know, I'm always, you know me, I'm always at home cooking some. I made a, a, a lemon pepper uh, popcorn, a black pepper and salt. That, so that, that one was really good, too. But the, the butter garlic Parmesan is probably my favorite. So, yeah. <laughs> if I look like a BBW <laughs> this summer. Because you mean popcorn. Like, as we get to Thanksgiving, I look like, you know, Precious or something like that. Oh, Lord. Listen, y'all see, I got this pillow in front of me, right? Okay. Because yes. I have a COVID booty do. Okay, that's when your stomach hang out just like your booty do. Mm -hmm. You got food buses, all right? Yeah. So I just, you know. Hey there. Keep it right there in front of me so nobody won't judge me. People be trying to spread rumors. I think she's pregnant. I'm not. It's a food baby. It's, it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> you eat them very well, very generously. Girl, I've been eating. Okay, I've been eating. All right, girl. Let me tell you. <laughs> yes, I've been eating. But I don't know. It, it hasn't even just come from COVID. I think just age, you know, because I've, I've, I've gained... A significant amount, and you don't see it until you look at an old picture. When I look at some of them old pictures, I'd be like, "Wow!" But in the same breath, I, I look now, and you know, I notice the difference. Like I'm, I'm so happy. You know, I'm in such a good space mentally and emotionally in my life, That's and right. I'm realizing how much weight I gain. I don't think many people recognize. I've, I've always been thin. But I don't think so many people recognize that all those years ago, like during Sunday Best, mainly after Sunday Best, I was like seriously depressed. And I wasn't really realizing that, you know, how much weight I had lost and how I was looking. And I'm like, even after I had my son, I had lost so much weight. I probably was like, you know, 96, 97 pounds, if even that. And I just was like, you know, looking at pictures of myself just a few days ago, like how didn't anybody notice 
you know, that I, that I look so sick. So many people were commenting like, oh, wow, she's so thin. And, you know, I love your figure. And I'm like, if y'all only knew, you know, if you only knew, you know, that it wasn't just because, you know, I was trying to, you know, be healthy or anything like that. I was actually very unhealthy at the time. But yeah, so I look at myself now and I appreciate the weight. You know, I like I love I love the stomach. I like the little denty arms and the cellulite and all that stuff because I remember a time when I, I didn't have that and it was because I was in a really bad place. So I'm I'm like I said, so happy and just good. Good I now. I love that Patties. Well yeah, in case the people don't know, like she said, she is um from Sunday Fest, and that's actually how we met. Shout out yeah. to my eldest child's godfather, Stanley Brown. I was his assistant on the show, and yeah. we've been at each other's hip ever since. Yes, yes. And it's just always good time and refreshing to know that our paths cross for us to just continue to evolve and grow together and do yeah. big things and champion one another, pray for one another. And just lead by example. I pass the baton, you pass one, and we just both been parenting together, yeah. friends together, everything, girl. Together, <laughs> all of that stuff. So it's just been amazing to just watch you evolve. And I wouldn't even say grow up because we've both been trying to grow up and hype our conversation talking about growing up with your children because we're not just raising them. You evolve as a millennial, you get to know yourself and unpack some things from your own childhood in order, to, in order to fit this role as a parent. But it's refreshing yeah. to just see you in a happy space, smiling, comfortable Thank in you. your skin, thriving and doing things that make you truly happy. So yeah. the reason why we were brought today wasn't to get you to sing a concert. No, no, no. <laughs> we do that in the pew file. Right, right, right. <laughs> Just to catch up and just talk about what it means to evolve as a millennial and the importance of trying to find that happy space they call balance, familiarizing yourself with balance and just being a full balance, healthy, mentally happy, physically happy, emotionally happy adult and the millennial yeah. experience that we're in. What made you buckle down and actually take on the role of a life coach and just go deep into it and become such? A lot of things. I think that this was something that was evolving, um, you know, from a long time ago. I just didn't know it. You know, I don't know if it's that God had to use singing. You know, I, when I was younger, people always told me that I would wind up being a pastor or or a pastor's wife or something like that. And I was like, no, not me, child. I don't want to be responsible for nobody but myself because I, I need to get in. And I'm, I'm struggling. I'm having a hard time. So I can't be worried about nobody else, right? And I always knew that I didn't want to take on that role. But I did know that if I accepted the call to singing, that something else, you know, in regards to ministry would follow. I didn't know what it would be, but that was what was some of my pause, you know, on even accepting the, you know, the, the singing thing. I've sang my whole life, but um, I think for me, uh, the real pivotal point for me was when my father passed away. I was seeing how you know, uh, for so much of my life because of what our relationship was. And, and don't get me wrong, we didn't have a terrible one, but my father had struggled with a men with mental and emotional health, you know, all of my life. And um, I didn't realize, you know, how his struggle was, you know, making me now develop and have all of these, you know, struggles and everything else. And so when he passed away three years ago, I 
just had a moment where I was like, wow, you know, all this time I've been able to blame him for everything that I've done and why I made these choices and why I do different things. You know, I was like, he jacked me up. So, you know, I get to do all this stuff. I had an excuse. But now he's gone. Who do I put it off on? Who do I blame? Do I keep saying that this stuff is, you know, because of him or who I am and how I've been? Do I keep making these stupid choices in my life? Do I keep allowing men to come into my life that are no good for me and have no uh, business being in my life? Do I continue to feel this way? Do I continue to stay in depression? And when I realized that I had nobody else to blame but me, I said, okay, I need to do something about it. And so I went, you know, and started seeking counseling um, or trying to seek counseling. Um, I had gotten to a really, really, really bad space and I went to um, get counseling, like I said, and I talked to the uh, receptionist and she took my information and everything else. We were on the phone. And when we got off the phone, my phone rings again and she called me back and said, hey, I just wanted to ask you really quickly, are you Latisse Crawford? And I said, yeah, I just gave you my information. <laughs> She's like, no, I mean Latisse Crawford, the singer. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, oh, I just bought your album and, you know, I want you to... Um, you know, sign it for me when you come in for your appointment. And I was devastated because I felt like, Jesus, you know, my platform is is more important than my healing. You know, this person cares more about my status, you know, and I wasn't sure if when I went in there, if they would share, you know, or put it out there that, you know, so many other things were public. My divorce was public. You know, this was public, that was public. And I just wanted something for me. And so, I told myself, you know what, this is why people in this position don't get help. This is why, you know, we just stay in it and die in it and everything else. And a friend of mine had told me, what about a life coach? Have you ever thought about a life coach? They don't even have to know, you know, exactly who you are. You can just, you know, you can give them a certain name and you can do it over the phone and you can do. And I said, oh, let me try that. I did. And it was such a blessing to my life. I, I said, you know what, this is what I want to be for people. I've gone through so, so much life you know, that I feel like I can really, you know, help minister to somebody and let them know they're not alone and, um, you know, give them a safe place. And so, like I said, that was the, the initial, uh, you know, uh, I guess, entry for me to start studying. And, you know, funny thing is I had already had certain certifications, you know, in psychology and ecology and, uh, uh, sorry, relationship facilitation. I had already had all of these certifications, but I just didn't know what I was going to do with them. And th that was the, you know, the trigger. So like I said, I think God was setting me up for a long time and he just needed that push, you know, um, for, you know, I, I compare it to, I think I was saying this to you the other day, how sometimes when someone passes away, my mother and my father passed away two years apart and my mom just passed away last March. So, you know, it was a struggle, but like I was telling you the other day, it was almost like a seed, you know, they were being put into the ground you know, uh, literally, <laughs> but metaphorically, they were like a seed that was being put into the ground. And all I needed to do was water it, you know, the tears and everything else was watering it. And it helped me to grow and blossom. And like I said, it's, it's what led me here. Um, sad moment, but led to a, a great space in my life of healing and now trying to help others heal. That was a, the long roundabout story. I went to New York, came back, turned the corner, went to Georgia. Um, but yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing. Nobody, nobody's gonna shame me for that. No, like really, he did set you up for that. And it's funny we would only really want to tease with the word sneaky when we're talking about a human, but God has his sneaky ways also. He's yeah, hiding stuff in. It's like I'll give you a preview of this right now. 
and I'll let you put yourself here. Or I'll place you here. And I'll let you dabble in here and put your pique your interest here and there. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you're like, mm, I'm not understanding it now. I don't see what I need to put this in my trunk for now. But okay, I guess somewhere along this trip, I'm going to need to pull this out at some point. Oh, yeah. And then, boom, oh, yeah. You had a crossroad yeah. or there's some type of detour or whatever happens. And then collision. Yeah. Destiny just falls right into your lap. That's so, that's exactly what it was. That, I, I have always been obsessed with the mind and and you know how the mind works and why we do things you know as humans. And that was one of my first certifications was cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, again, didn't know why I was getting it, but I got it just because I was intrigued with how we think and why we think the way we do. What are why are our habits the way that they are? And um, like you said, just collision. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I did take a couple, like, entry courses when I was in college for my major. Well, I did start out as a nursing major. And then I was, like, at my two-year point where you have to take your interest in, like, a pathophysiology course exam. And then if you pass that, then they were putting you into the nursing uh, program. And I was like, well, no, I I could play one on TV. (laughs) Right, because now you already know. I was like, I could always be one on TV. And I know all the medical terminology too. Yes. Yes. Um, that yes. Out. But at least I got to start. But yeah, psychology, behavioral science, anatomy, mm-hmm. even. You cannot tell me God isn't real. The way the mind is set up, the way the body is set up, and how they all in, are playing this one huge instrument called the human body. It's just a beautiful thing. Um, I'm glad that you got to go through what you went through and came to the other side and just realized exactly what was for you. Not for your family, not for your son, not for your friends. This is an avenue that you continue to flourish in and you found new ways to just discover yourself. This is just the, the tip of the iceberg and the scratching the top of the surface. So I'm just, I've just been really excited. You know how you Thank can you. see things in people and they don't see the whole full <laughs> Right. But you see it and you're like, right. They don't get it. Or they're getting it. Yeah. It's been but it's, it's, it's really honestly because, you know, I said this to someone the other day. I said, you know, we, you know, ourselves, we don't see our reflection in the mirror. You know, we see our reflections, meaning our thoughts. You know, other people see us. You know, or who we pretend to be, you know, she's so strong. She's so this, she's so that. Whoever we, you know, pretend that we are. But when we look in the mirror, we see our deep thoughts about ourselves. So that's why we can look at ourselves and say, I, I think I look ugly. It's because that's how you feel. You know what I mean? It is, it, it, we don't see what other people see. And so when other people were telling me that, you know, like, wow, you always help me. You always, you know, say something or always do something. And I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I didn't. <laughs> Just like, all right, girl, you know, I, I didn't see it, you know, but then, then even with that, you know, it made me specifically want to be a woman's empowerment life coach, you know, because I wanted to make sure that I was ministering to and, and planting, you know, in uh, me, you know, and women like me and, and women who felt like they didn't have anywhere to turn. You know, unfortunately, we're not as protected and covered, you know, as we should be, you know, and um, society has this this you know, thought in mind of, of what we should be and how we should be. And, um, you know, I wanted to encourage women to know that you can be more, you know, God created you for more and um, you should be walking that and be fearless in that. 
you know, I know I'm a little rough, you know, around the edges and a little bit maybe more out there than um, some others. And I don't mean out in the world. I just mean, you know, a little bit more secure in uh, me not only being a dishwasher and a right. child bearer. Right. You know, um, God has put something in me and I'm not afraid to walk in it. And so I wanted to, you know, be able to encourage other women to do the same. And you know what just came to mind? And that's probably why we get along. <laughs> We're not afraid to die empty. Yep. I'm going to discover many different shades and parts of myself. and I'm going Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And use them in excellence. So oh, yes. This journey that you're on with being a life coach, how is it that you approach the people, clients, or colleagues, so like your clients, how how do you approach, uh, I guess, a strategy or a help plan for them and help them through their journey? Or how do they, you know, start off with you or what is it that they bring to the table? Um, well, one, I, I don't solicit, you know, and I don't allow other people to send clients to me unless that person wants it. You know, um, I think that life coaching, any kind of counseling or anything should be a personal choice. It should not be because somebody else thinks that something's wrong with you <laughs> and you need to go get help. Um, you know, I, one, I tell my clients, you know, that it is very OK for them to be who they are. Um, you know, my job is not to change them. My job is to create an atmosphere where they can see where they may be able to grow. Um, you know, I am who I am, you know, and, and what I'm learning is. Um, in the areas where I don't necessarily feel I need to change in, I may need to change the circle that I have around me. Um, you know, I think we put a lot of expectation and responsibility on other people to meet our need rather than seeking people who are capable of meeting, you know, our need. Um, but with my clients, you know, uh, my approach with them is kind of like, I call it the butterfly experience. You know, it's from the caterpillar to the cocoon to the butterfly. You cannot look at the butterfly and think that it's wonderful and beautiful, but, but despise the caterpillar, you know, which basically just means you can't look at your past and the bad things that have happened and only praise, you know, the good things, those bad things led you to that. Um, and those bad things may have led you to the life coaching, um, you know, so you have to um, be thankful for all of it and include all of it, you know, into your space, your power is in your ability to exist in it or exit from it, you know? And so that's, you know, what my, uh, approaches. I do a free consultation and kind of see what their goal is and what they kind of, you know, what they want to achieve and what they want to do in life coaching. Everybody's is, you know, different. Mm -hmm. And uh, we go from there. I create, you know, an individual um, course, you know, set of coursework for them. And uh, we go from there. I do have some standard things that I do, but um, it's been effective so far. I've gotten, you know, uh, a whole lot of clients. <laughs> so somebody is out there referencing and sending people, you know, telling people about me. So, um, you know, it, it's been good. It'll be wonderful. That's awesome. So tell me another thing. Like, so now that you're building clientele, you're working with them and you're helping them process, what does that look like? I guess what may be like a common trend that you may see. Um, and I know you probably have people of all different ages, not just our age range, but as they're unpacking and they're trying to evolve, is there a common thread there that you see? That's yeah. something that we can all relate to. Yeah, you know, a lot of it, um, a lot of, you know, who we are stems from, um, you know, our childhoods. Um, you know, it could be our parents. 
It could be something that we saw. But, you know, unfortunately, to be quite honest with you, uh, most of my clients, you'll either see it's something that has stemmed with their mother, but it, it, it was something that stemmed with their mother because of a man <laughs> or it, it is personally, you know, that they're struggling with something dealing with the man that some guy has put something in their head or, you know, in some kind of way manipulated or abused them in some way. And now, you know, they're carrying all this stuff, whether it's from, you know, like I said, when they were a child, you know, um, you know, or, or in their adulthood. And now they're, they're, you know, feeling stuck and troubled. Um, you know, like I said, in the beginning, you know, and this is, you know, absolutely in no kind of way to, um, come at men or anything. I believe there are a lot of great ones out there and I lift them up, love on them and commend them when they are walking in the purpose that God created them to walk in. Um, and that doesn't mean our boyfriends or our husbands, but just respectful. Um, you know, I think that sometimes, women, you know, we, we put these gender roles on and everything, but we forget that God created us both equally as humans. You know, I mean, not our roles, you know what I mean? One is, you know, does the other, but just more so saying that we are humans. An elephant is no more an animal than a horse is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They are different. They have different roles. But at the end of the day, you can't say respect the animals, but you go and you kill an elephant. And so I think when it comes to men and women, you know, um, a lot of times, like I said, they kind of box us into this space and society is always telling us what we can and cannot do. That's too short. That's too long. If you wear that, you know, it's going to be your fault if somebody touches you or does something wrong or think something of you or, tell you know, we have a women have a lot of rules, yeah. you know, to being a woman. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's burdens, burdensome, you know, when you can't follow all of them. You know, I, I had to make a choice a, a very long time ago to be a good woman. You know, I put that in quotes um, as far as society says that it is or be OK with someone thinking that I'm a bad woman because I'm not going to follow all of these rules. You know, I can, um, like I said, wash a dish mm -hmm. and accomplish a goal. I can raise a child and, you know, <laughs> uh, do what I need to do. You know, um, it's very possible. And I think that because of some of those limitations, women have this pre-existing guilt you know on us um and it doesn't just stem like i said just from it it stems from our religion it stems from our bible it stems from our belief system it stems from a lot of different places um you know our history um yeah i mean this is a lot of stuff i'll be talking about in my course um that i have coming up um her story if you guys haven't seen the flyer go on my instagram page at latice Crawford. you can't look for latrice because she she not me she cool but she not me i'm latice there's no arts invisible and silent um, <laughs> but you know, like I said, it's definitely not to bash men, you know, at all. I think that, like I said, that somewhere, you know, uh, between the apple or whatever fruit it was being eaten and sin and everything else, you know, so many things have been misconstrued. Um, and you know, we, like I said, women put a certain, you know, burden and different things on men and different things on us too. Um, you know, but I'm here for the ladies. So men, you, you gotta go get y'all somebody that wants to be a life coach for men. I'm here <laughs> for the ladies. So I'm gonna say it like it is for the ladies. You know what I mean? Love y'all. Like cook food, okay? Ain't forget about y'all. We, we can you know what I'm saying? In, in your middle, okay. But that's cool. And if you got a brother that's good, send him my way. Okay. All right. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I want to date after COVID. After. Because <laughs> I'm scared of germs. <laughs> probably two of the biggest germaphobe you will ever meet. Yeah. Listen, okay. Because yeah. I'm going to wipe him down with Lysol. It's, it's no way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your hands. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, that's great. So what would you have in common with the average person that you have come across? So what do you bring as far as your personal experience when it comes to the evolution of a person that's walking alongside you with life coach assistance? Because I know for me, you have unsolicitedly, <laughs> you have unsolicited it, Lily, long time ago. You piggyback off me, I piggyback off you. We have some amazing, have yeah, conversations, most amazing conversations. And yeah. at the end of the day, we both, without speaking it or making it a goal, we both evolved absolutely throughout the process. So tell me if that's, there's something that you have used in your personal experience helping a person that's trying to evolve from where they've been to now where they're trying to go. I mean, I think, you know, what we all have in common, you know, as women is that we are fighters. You know, I think that I've been more so trying to encourage the, the women, you know, that I, that I uh, coach just to take their cape off, put on your crown. You know, I think for a long time I, I wore a cape and was trying to be this superhuman, you know, super being and not trying to feel anything not trying to let anything hurt. I wasn't trying to be vulnerable. You know, I, I'm a pretty tough cookie, you know, but after a while, when you realize like, you know, suppression is not progression, you know, you, you, you have to feel it in case you need to heal it. You know what I mean? Like there were some things there that I was not healed. You know, I was, I was putting an ED behind, you know, healed. Like I already got over that. And it was like, no, you didn't. You just tucked it away in a box. You didn't process it because you didn't even allow it to hurt. You just tucked it under kept on moving and walked over it so many times but she was like why are these lumps in my carpet because all the stuff is under there it's all under there and you keep walking over it eventually you're gonna trip because it's gonna get too high and so you know that's that's definitely been one of my key you know and pivotal points I am here you know with these women you know whether our session is crying or you know sharing you know um, I, I really don't necessarily share specific situations in my life unless you know someone specifically would ask me um you know I mean in a coaching session um you know well, what, what would you do if you was in a situation how you know coaching is definitely not about telling a person how to do something it's giving them the tools so they can figure it out you know because they have it they have it inside them but sometimes they're afraid because they don't they don't know what somebody else is going to say you know, and so I think the coaching that I try to give gives them the freedom to make the choice that makes sense for them, even if it's wrong for me, you know, and saying to them, you have a choice to change your mind later on. If you realize that this doesn't work for you anymore, change your mind. Who, who going to check you, boo? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a fighter, you know, and I think that that's what some of them come to me because they're looking to gain that. Some of them come to me because they are. um they, you know, feel like we have that in common, but I think that they can see that even though I'm a fighter, you know, and I'm fighting through it, I still feel it, you know, and I'm okay with feeling it. I'm not ashamed of feeling it. I'm not, I'm not you know, ashamed of saying, ouch, you stepped on my foot. That hurt. Now I'm gonna punch you in the face though, but that hurt me. You know what I mean? So, um, I, I think, I, th I think that's, you know, what it is just being on the journey with them. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, I wish I would have had the guts to feel. Mm. Stop and feel. Because when you do, you're right, when you don't process stuff, those lumps, you gotta you gotta deal with it. You're gonna have to loose loosen that rug and address it. It's not gonna disappear. Oh yes. It's oh, not yes. Be like, oh it never didn't happen like like you know, salvation works. 
God forgives us and he cleans the slate just as if it never happened. He does. However, it did happen. But when it comes to the things that life deals you and, you know, the hurt and trauma, if you don't deal with it, it's going to deal with you. (laughs) It's going to deal with you. It's like, deal with me. Hi. How you doing? Remember this? Mm -hmm. Let's unpack this. Okay. I'm not going anywhere. Absolutely. Baggage. Yep. It's like and it's, it'll keep popping up in, in every situation. It'll, it'll pop up in situations with your children. It'll pop up in situations with your friends. It'll pop up in situations with your significant other. That thing is not going to just... And, and you know what, too? When we don't... Really, you know, this is on the spiritual side, but when we don't deal with things, that gives the enemy tools. You know, half of the reason why us as, as believers go through so much is because we think that our belief and believing in God means that we can't feel. You know, and so because we don't feel it, we leave it there for the enemy to pick it back up and be like, dangle, dangle, dangle. Remember this? Remember me? The enemy is not a creator. You know what I'm saying? He's not a creator. Even when he left and, and you know, left heaven, he took a third of the stars because he couldn't create anything. So he's not out here creating situations and stumbling blocks for, for us. To do. No, them stumbling blocks is because last week you didn't pick up your laundry and now you tripped over it. You know what I'm saying? Them stumbling blocks is because you got in your car and you went somewhere that you knew you shouldn't have been going to. You know what I'm saying? And and we take it as the enemy is creating stuff, but he's not a creator. The only person, the only thing that can create is God. We are creators because God made us. He is not a creator. And so we have to stop blaming that on him and go heal because that is what he is using. It's our unhealed <laughs> parts. That he continues to use. That's why we keep wilding up in bad relationships. That's why we keep, you know, half beating our children like slaves. It's all yeah. of those things that we won't go back to and feel them. And if you want, you know, a, a reference in the Bible to the fact that we have permission to feel, let's just talk about God and Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was in there flipping tables. When he got on the cross, he was like, God, why you why you left me here? You know what I'm saying? Why have you forsaken me? Why have you put me here? When 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 God, we talking about now heaven, spirit. When God was in heaven and, and people on this earth weren't doing right, he sent the whole flood and killed everybody. You can't tell me that we don't have the right to feel. When Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane and he told the, the apostles, stay awake for a little bit so I can go over here and just, you know, and they fell asleep. What he did? Negro, y'all gonna fall asleep. I just asked y'all for a few. We have, all, if he could cry over Lazarus because Lazarus died, knowing that he could raise him, but he mourned first. We have a right to feel everything. God, don't t- don't, there's, a, there's a season to everything. There's a season. So we can feel all these things. And it doesn't mean, you know, just because I, que- I have questions for God doesn't mean that I am questioning God, meaning in his power and his might. And so, you know, like I said, for all of us as believers, you know, we, we have to uh, uh, stop putting it out there and making people think that when they come to Christ or when they're in Christ, that they can't feel anything because that's why people don't want to come because they're trying to get ready for something that they never can accomplish. And so they just be like, well, never mind then. I'm not, you, you see what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it's it, like I said, it, it, it's, it's, it's more than just our regular personal, you know, everyday experience. It's our spiritual experience too. And we've been taught this bad pancake recipe for so long, you know, that, we just have to carry it and get through it. And, you know, and, and that's that's why we are here where, where we are. My goodness. Yeah, it's a lot. So when you compile that with just being an individual, we haven't even gotten to, you know, 
what it is fully to be a woman going through this or even a man going through this. It's like when you get into the roles of, you know, your sex, you're, you're a woman, I'm a man. You're supposed to identify with this type of responsibility. I'm supposed to be able to identify with this responsibility. Nothing more, nothing extra. Just, you know, you stay in your lane, I stay in mine. As far as what we were taught or conditioned. We mm-hmm. were conditioned, conditioned. yeah. yeah. And so we carry on these hand-me-down traditional roles and responsibilities. And then you get to our generation. We were like, well, no. Like you said, yeah. I can more than wash a dish and vacuum a floor or clean and mop and things like that. I can also read and I can also write a book if I want to. Um, I can teach a course and I have other different ways to make my money as well. I'm not a one-trick pony. But That's right. When you get into the roles of things and how tradition has played out, and guess I guess I could say unraveled, how does that come into now accepting yourself as this powerful being? Because we are. You can do. You're multifaceted. And you're you, you're you're playing multi multiple roles. So how do you, I guess, cancel that tradition? Is that mental and spiritual is that both i I think that you know and and for those you know deep saints that's going to be mad y'all might as well log off now because i'm gonna say something that's probably gonna make y'all upset okay because you know sometimes they they creep in and you know all the things gospel singer let me creep on in you you might want to creep back out and come back after let me let me let me make the disclaimer one more time Millennials that are free, okay? We're very free. And if you haven't noticed, yes, um, even me, I'm a PK twice removed. Um, Come on, me too. I cuss from time to time, you know, just, yeah, I language, I do. Um, my daddy knows it. Um, but it's, it's cool. Um, it's gonna happen, but this isn't the, you know, TBN, no, sorry, this isn't yeah. be whoever. We are yeah. dealing with life, real meaty life conversation. And so this is necessary because you have yeah. people that'll come to church or come to a certain service or follow a certain person and they are bleeding and you're just throwing absolutely ideas down their throat or conventions mm-hmm. down their throat and they're not getting healed when all they needed this was a wet nap mm-hmm. this here right here is where the people come to heal so yeah well i say this that i i think what we have to understand you know is two things first uh one uh, the Bible time w- was specifically about a certain culture. You know, a lot of the rules and stuff in the Bible are, are more cultural, you know, than they are uh, a commandment, you know what I mean, from, from God. Um, when God made Eve, you know, for Adam, he had already assigned Adam a job, you know what I mean? Okay, you do this. So when Eve came, there was no need for her to do that. Because he had already given the job, you know, to Adam. It's like if you tell somebody, can you clean the bathroom? And then you tell your other kid, can you clean the bathroom? Somebody already doing that. That box is checked. You wash the dishes. You know what I'm saying? So one, you know, that that's what it was. But even when, you know, the punishment and everything came again, he gave them both, you know, assignments, bear children, do this, do this, you know, whatever else cases. But again, as time has evolved, you know, and now we're in a two income, you know, uh, household, you know, we right. need a two income just to even survive. Right. Um, you know, if I'm going to help you bring home the bacon, sometimes I don't want to cook the bacon too. I don't want to clean the bacon. I don't want to wash the bacon all the time because I'm tired. I don't want to raise the bacon. You know what I mean? The little piglets, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so if I have to bring it in, there are other ways for you to help 
cover me. You know, covering now at this point is not just you providing money because I can also do that, you know, for, for myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so there are times, like I said, where at least if you're not necessarily the cook, like I don't never mind the cook. You know, that's one of my favorite things to do. And I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. Um, if I cook the meal, you know, you washing the dishes, not a gender role because you want to eat again tomorrow, don't you? OK, cool. Um, you know, my mother would always she had this saying, you know, your father like like ribs. No, she would say, God pay Eve from from Adam's rib. Right. And I go, yeah, she go, well, your daddy like ribs and I like ribs, too. And if he want to keep eating them, you know, he going to have to. You know, she she would say it in a certain way for whatever reason right now won't come to my mind. But the, the saying the saying was more so meant to say we are not Adam and Eve. You know what I mean? This is a different time. And if your dad wants to continue enjoying the, the benefits of, you know, me and having a wife, then he's going to have to make sure, you know what I mean, that he's also doing his job and allowing me to enjoy the benefits that I'm supposed to get from him, too. So if he doesn't want for me to work, he's got to go and work as many jobs that needs to happen or he's going to have to chill out and let me go do, you know what I mean? Because we need ribs in the house because we like to eat ribs. You know, that's that's what the saying was, which I can't remember it exactly right now. But, you know, like I said, just just I think that like I said, one, we have to realize that, you know, the, the Bible was a specific time. Um, a lot of it was cultural beliefs. This is a different time. You know, and if you, you don't want to argue on it, you know, go sacrifice a lamb. Oh, we're not doing that no more either. Right. Oh, OK. Times are different now. And we have to roll and go with the times and, and what the times call for. You know, again, I have no problem. Um, you know, doing certain things to make you feel good and comforted, but it, I'd, I'd be able to do it more if sometimes you could take the child, you know, from me and give me a break. You know what I mean? <laughs> let me tell you something. Take the child from me for a good hour, child. Let me tell you, I rock your world. You know what I'm saying? I, I do whatever I need to do. You know, I'll but some free time. you see, you see what I'm saying? I find some free time, but. <laughs> When, when women are so bound with, like I said, I got to go to work, I got to come home, I got to still take care of the kids, I got to do whatever, and you sitting over there watching TV, well, you're not, you're not technically, you know, covering me. So I, I think for myself, you know, in, in, in <laughs> the long and now the short, um, I just realized, you know, that um, God is not, it, it did not create me to be abused. I'm not going to carry around the burden of, of a fruit that I didn't eat. You know, um, and if if every man in that Bible can be forgiven for the sins that they did and be remembered for the mighty and wonderful, great things they did, you're not going to hold me to Eve's uh, problem. You're not going to hold me to it. I'm free from that. It happened a long time ago. And, um, you know, or I could just do what I do now and just not be with nobody and be by myself and um, do it, do what I want to do. Um, you know, either one of those options can work, you know, but um yeah, you know, like I said, it's it's a lot, you know what I mean, to unpack in that space. But like I said, the, I think the the main thing that I had to realize for myself was that I was walking around carrying a burden that had been fed to me, you know, by uh, my belief system um, in church. You know, whenever I hear about a woman, I have to hear about her sin first, and, and it trumps, you know, uh, her, you know what she's accomplished. Yeah. If I hear about the woman who anointed. Yeah, who anointed Jesus' feet, I got to hell. You know, she was sleeping around first. And, and it does make you start to feel like, you know, we it's our fault and, and you know, we're not more than this or more than that. Or that's the reason why we that, because we messed up a long time ago. But if you're not going to keep bringing up what David did and you're going to remember that he killed Goliath, listen, you're going to remember that Eve is the mother of the earth and you're not going to make me have to keep hearing about this apple. Okay? Right. Mother of the earth. I 
cultivated and flourished and brought how much? But you remember okay. what? But you remember about? one thing. That's you remember the thing one thing. That, that drives me nuts sometimes. When you go back, and even if you do it to yourself, because we, we, we can be our own worst critics as well. Men and women, we beat ourselves up. I know I do. I'm the worst. If I know I do. God dang it, I done messed up. And I'm mm -hmm. more than willing, sincerely from my heart to do the right thing. To oh, yeah. Make it better. But it's like, when do you, I'm trying to remember when the light bulb went off and I really started living more mindful because I have been the most mindful that I have ever been in my entire life. Forget a bit about being a child and, you know, being a, exempt from having to be mindful. You're just in the lane of being mm -hmm. a child and creative and being playful and being who you are and figuring out who you are, what you like, what you don't like. Being an adult and understanding what your role is now when you transition from your teenage years to your adult years and you're trying to figure yourself out. Once the light bulb does go off, it's like, how long have I been sleeping on myself? How mm -hmm. long did I really accept this whole traditional stereotype? How long yeah. I'm really under this conditioning that I was made to believe that this is it and this no more? Or even trauma. Trauma makes you less mindful and your step whether you choose to accept the hurt and deal with it or you choose to, you know, put yep. it back yeah. and put it under the rug as we were talking before. All of a sudden when a light bulb goes, it's like, why was I just walking around here not really like aware? Because yeah. I don't I mean it happens. What switch went off? Help me please. Yeah, no, it's true. You relate. It's true. Yeah. No, it's really true. I mean, you know, like I said, we've been, you know, fed so many different things, you know, even about you know, men, it's just in their nature, you know, to be like kind of wild and want 50 million women. And, and, you know, like I said, when you look in our Bible and you see, you know, if these men have had, you know, several different concubines and wives and whatever else, you know, and we make it seem like that it's in red, that that's what God said. And it's in black because that's what you said. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, we again, we, we continue to believe that like, oh, it's just and that's why, you know, when somebody cheats, and when they do whatever, we just take it as if it's in their nature. You know, but because they give those examples of when a woman did it, she was stoned or she was hanged or, you know, whatever else the case is, we we take it on as more like, oh, we again, we don't have the right to make a mistake. We don't have the right to, you know, mess up, fall short, you know, because the last time you fell short, y'all messed up the whole world. You know what I mean? So, again, it's this it's this pre, you know, weight that we are given from the time, we you know, we are we are children and, you know, too. You know, I think, you know, women and men learn different, too. You know, I remember when I was, you know, younger, it, it was it was constantly, you know, put on my back to, you know, you got to be somebody's wife one day. You know, you got to be somebody's wife one day. And when there were times, you know, especially after I got divorced, and I just kind of was like, it's not because I'm hurt. It's just because I, I want time to find my price tag. I don't even know what to charge somebody. You know, some wow. people say, you're afraid to charge your worth. I'm not afraid to charge nothing. I don't know what it is because this right. is all I got. Right. You know, my whole life. And so I, I took this 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 uh, price and, and took it as if it was my own. But now I want some time to discover what my price tag is. And it was like told I was selfish and I was wrong just because I didn't want to be with nobody. And I wanted to be single and I didn't want to date and I wanted to be with myself. So I forced myself to get back out there. And was disappointed again. You know what I mean? Because you got the guy that can't make up his mind, the guy that want to be with you, but he also want to be with, you know, the other girl, too. Yeah. The guy who don't, you know, he don't want to do other, just, it was too much. And I was like, this is exactly why I said I didn't want to be out there because 
I wanted when, you know, the next person came in, you know, for me to be like, well, here, here's, here's the price tag. I know what it is. So I know what I'm not, you know, going to be. But again, we're kind of taught silently, you know, even if we don't, um, even if our mothers don't say it, but we watch our mothers and our sisters and our aunts, you know, and our grandmothers just stay in yeah. things that ain't it. You know what I mean? But they just stay. And so it teaches us to just do the same thing. Be a ride or die. I'm not, I'm not ride until I die for nobody. I'm, I'm going to live. Okay. For me, you know what I'm saying? If my son decides he want to act crazy, I'm going to put his stuff in the garbage bag and move him out too. I'm, I'm dying. Remember who said it? Like, what, where are we riding? Why we got to die? Yeah. And why we got to die? Where are we going? Where is Because if the destination leads to death, I don't want to be a part of it because that means you're about to drive me off a cliff. You know, I, I truly believe, you know, that when God created us from or created Eve from Adam's side, that that was significant. You know, when he created her from his rib, that was significant. We talked about this the other day. The job of a rib is to protect life, lungs, heart. That's our job. You know what I'm saying? But he particularly picked us from the side. Because that's where we're supposed to be activated. I'm not standing behind you and taking all your bull. I know this is the late night chat, but I'm not going to say it because God delivered me from cussing. Okay. But I'm not standing behind you because I can't see anything behind you. And now that leaves my back susceptible for somebody to come stab me in it. If I stand in front of you, well, now you can't see what's behind you either. But if I stand on the side of you, we can both effectively. You understand that? That's why he. That's why he created me there. And so until I, I meet someone, you know, and I know we say he that find a good thing, but I keep trying to tell people that that scripture didn't mean that either for us to just be standing there like do do do. Y'all ain't heard about Ruth because Ruth wasn't standing nowhere waiting for nobody. Yeah, okay, but um, you know, that scripture was really talking about like I'm just trying to tell y'all fools like, dude, you find a wife like that's dope. That's dope. Not for women to just be like he that find a good thing. I'ma just stand here and wait. No. I'm going to just be a good waiting thing. No. I'm going to just be a good waiting thing. Like, no, you wait. You, you wait if you if you if you want to. You know what I'm saying? Go and do what. And, and again, I don't mean that means for us to go chase, you know, the man. I'm just saying that don't don't be sitting there and then not create anything to bring to the table because you sitting there just waiting to be a wife. Yeah. Go and live and do what you have to do and make, you know, your thing. And when he wants you, he'll come get you. And that's what we do. I realized that I was sitting there with my legs crossed, just. I ain't going to do nothing with my career. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to, where you at? Okay, he's taking a long time. I'm getting older. You know, my womb drying <laughs> up. Okay. So that's why when the first person that come along, they, can I marry you? Yes, sure. And you say yes to the first person. You don't even know if that's the right thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, but it, like I said, it's, it's just, you know, because of our, our teaching, you know, but until I can, you know, meet somebody, um, that will let me be activated at their side, I'm good. And I'm over here chilling. And no, I'm not no bitter single person. I'm very happy single. You see, I'm, I'm a little fluffy, right? I am happy. And I'm eating brownies and got my sugar upright. And I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'm very happy because, again, I, I, I'm creating my price tag, you know, and I'm happy that now I'm taking time to figure out what do I even like? When I was in relationships, I just morphed myself into whatever it was that I thought that person would want to be with. So I didn't even know what I like when I got divorced. I was like, do I like bowling? Do I really like chicken fajitas? Or was I only eating them and making them because he liked chicken fajitas? You know what I'm saying? Hey. I didn't know. You know, so I, I, I'm taking my time and doing that. You know, but I also, like I said, want to 
be with somebody who, who has taken the time to do the work that I'm doing on myself. Know what your price tag is too. go do some healing, too, you know, because men are not really given the same opportunity that women are, are given to feel and heal and, you know, um, and process, you know. So I want somebody who can be in touch with their feelings and stuff, too. I love it. I think that's just fair. Level the playing field. Exactly. We should both be healed and whole. I used to think uh, before I had the girls even, like, I just want, because we both had sons uh, a year and some change apart. It was just like, I really would love to, as he evolves, unfold him, mm -hmm. mold him, let him be his true self, figure out who he is, and yeah. feel the human experience and just be sure and strong in who he is when he does yeah. meet the right person. He's not, you know, he don't have mommy drama, daddy drama. Come on. Trauma from the both of either or the both of us and he's got, you know, a good healthy amount of self-esteem and he doesn't have to go to therapy and unpack because he's been, been bruised and battered. No, that's not fair. Come on. And I think Come that on. should be a healthy space for women to grow and evolve and men as well. We definitely need that, especially in our community because we Put on those conditions on men a lot, especially oh yeah, past times. You just know, you know, you ain't supposed to cry. That's a feminine thing. Oh yeah, man up, mm -hmm. stuff, man up. You know, we we both been guilty of it ourselves. You know, being young parents, we've been guilty at, at, at some point of it. But it's like you, I'm packed, and it's like I'm growing up too. Listen, you hurt, yep. you're supposed to hurt. You express yeah. yourself, have your moment. You lick your wound, and you get back up, and then you rip, you know, you reassess, and you move on. Yeah. But just the wonderful things that, you know, you've been able to evolve through. And now you have these things to bring to the table for your Her Story Women's Empowerment event. So let yeah. us in on a little bit of that. You know, honestly, it's it's a lot of what, you know, I talked about today. You know, we definitely are going to go back to the book because we have to. Um, <laughs> you know, it's called Back to the Book, Her Story. Um and it just kind of answers that question. What would history be without us? You know, we, we have a story, too. And our story may have started at a tree, but it does not end there. Um, you know, we have so much more, uh, you know, in, our, in us and so much more to do, so much more purpose. And I want to, you know, go back to the books, whatever the books are, if it's the Bible, if it's the book we didn't write yet, if it's the history books, um, yeah. you know, and really tell our story um, and really dig deep to some of the things that have created who we are today, you know, so that we can understand our why and know where we're going and know if who we are right now is even going to help us get there. I love that. So it's going to be in May. You said, is it on? Yeah. Day? May 15th um, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, you can go again to my Instagram page and register um, the, regist the, regist the registration link. I got tongue tied. I was thinking about my chips and um, salsa. The registration link is in my bio. So you guys can go there and, um, you know, it's going to be good. I promise you it's going to be real good. I promise I'm going to upload that picture up to the Chip Chat and Chill platform. Yeah, it's going to be good. We are definitely excited and happy for you. Congratulations on being able to reach this. One of many accomplishments that you have in the future. I'm glad that you were able to share your experience and your evolution with everybody here on the Chip Chat and Chill platform. Um, thank you for your yes to even the process. Even before thank you. there was a Chip Chat and Chill, you availed yourself to the yes. And I'm very, very proud of you. I'm excited of thank what's you. to come. Even outside of having clientele, just who you are going to evolve into Yes. I'm thrilled and I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm saying for you. I told you the other day, I said, I'm so 
proud of you, you know, just for taking this leap, you know, doing this type of thing is not easy. You know, I can talk to a person, you know, when it's me and them, you know, having a conversation, but interviewing and setting all this stuff up, like I'm super, super proud of you and, and watching you achieve the things that we talked about many, many years ago <laughs> that you wanted to achieve. So I'm excited for you and I'm here, you know, all day for you, girl. Likewise, likewise. We gonna keep riding this ride together. <laughs> yes, girl. We not gonna die though. We we no, gonna we live. Ain't to die. That's not the end goal. We ain't trying to die at the end. And be like, we riding to live, girl. <laughs> Are you scared? I'm scared too. Let's but let's do it. No, we trying to live. <laughs> we ain't learn all and that. You stuff know, just you know, you got to drive the car because if I drive, we definitely gonna die. So. <laughs> I'm a professional licensed driver. <laughs> gladly accept the role of driver. You be my co-pilot. I don't drive. I, I get in the back of an Uber. <laughs> Need a snack lady and a DJ. I'll take it. That's I'll right. It. I have snacks all day. What you want? You want a turkey and cheese sandwich? I got one in my bag. <laughs> Every snack stop. Yep, that's right. Come prepared. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, God. Well, we excited for all what's to come for her story. I will definitely share with everybody uh, the event date and the flyer. You can register and find more information at Latisse Crawford on Instagram. Okay. Everything is, is Latisse Crawford. Like I said, if you put the R in there, you won't find me. That's not take the her. R out. This is Latisse. Latisse. Latrice is cool. She just ain't me. <laughs> well, now that we have come to the close of our conversation, we've gained such introspect on what it is to be of impact of service and evolve as a millennial in this life coaching experience and being a whole millennial. We hope you've gained a little bit more introspect and feel less of a black sheep idol on an island by yourself. You're definitely not alone. We're all going through this experience together and we're going to get through okay. it together each episode. So we are definitely going to kick up happy hour and play some games. I had some memes... I wanted to share. <laughs> I was so excited when I saw the agenda. I was like, yes, this is going to be so fun. <laughs> yeah, we cut up. We cut up. We done had our talk. It's time to cut oh, up. Yeah. So, yeah, I came across some memes this week, and I was like, Yo, I have to share because this is just mm -hmm. too funny. So the first one, the original Oh, my God. This is how you sleep when you don't pay rent. <laughs> Listen, that's how you sleep when you're single, too, because you got the whole bed. You ain't got to share with nobody. Exactly. Keep it going. What's another caption? Caption this. Uh, <laughs> that food hit right. <laughs> Listen, that itis, okay? Other I'm about to be thing. real funny. When your man work late and you try to act like you sleep. Because <laughs> 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 you know he coming home. <laughs> <laughs> You know he coming home, but you gotta you gotta sleep. You want him to know you ready when he get in. <laughs> After six straight hours with the kids, no break. That, listen, that's listen, that's okay. <laughs> Don't even wake me up. Don't even wake me up. <laughs> or if you like me, I have no shame when that melatonin hit them kids. Amen. That's exactly what listen I listen to me. Okay. <laughs> listen, that's a Nyquil sleep right there. <laughs> I love it. Okay, I got another one. <laughs> <laughs> now many arguments have happened over several relationships over the decade you know we just we territorial and so are the men um abuse comes in many forms uh we can no longer remain silent and i guess we in this 
context means men. <laughs> oh, God. Have you abused any of your men by putting your dick in the plate? I have to say that I am an when I say an extreme germaphobe, I'm an extreme germaphobe. So if a guy has eaten from his plate, it is it is not likely that I'm going to dip my fork in there and share. I every time you put that fork in your mouth and you put it back down, your spit is in your food. And I just I don't care if we kiss or not, it's different. But do it's you different. see that's how I feel when people go in my plate. I'm I'm very, Listen. very like it has to be a certain person. There was there was only one person that I dated, and that was like more recent that like would pick up my cup and drinks and I and I wouldn't completely lose my mind. That's how I knew I was like, Oh, I'm in like for really real love. Cause I don't even care that his spit is in my cup. Like I'm when I say I'm that kind of germaphobe, like I can't even drink the last amount of my soda in a bottle or a can because I feel like all my spit is at the bottom of it. Like, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. So, don't put your fork in my plate. No, don't do that. Don't do that. It's that bad. Yeah, it's that bad. I'm like, I saw a, a couple sharing a sandwich. Did <laughs> you vomit in the mouth? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you're just going to eat it. Yeah, I, could, I, I couldn't even. I mean, I was walking by like, Thank God I have my mask on, girl, because I'm telling you, my I need a I need a face mask, not just a mouth mask, because my my eyes be telling people off. Okay, yeah, I be, and I promise you, oh, girl, I was walking past them, and I was just <laughs> like, how dare you put your mouth in the same bite mark section? Oh my God! <laughs> and the last one here, if you showed up to this church, um. I just want to know what you would do. Wait, is he is he praising on the the podium? Listen, listen, yeah. his shoes too. His shoes too too slippery for that. He need to he need to stop. We'll oh no no no. Uh uh-uh. uh. Let me tell you something. I, you see, Sister Bun, I I'll be out. Cause it ain't no way you not. I, I'm not going to be in any kind of spirit. I'm going to be laughing and just praying and hope he don't fall. <laughs> Because there's no way this thing is slanted, and this man got on church shoes. Like, that's the anointing because it ain't no way he ain't for the Holy Ghost kept him up there. <laughs> but look at the guy that, that guy would have been me, the guy who went up there to go help him, and I would have had a camera phone. Like, look at this fool. Look at this fool. That man went up there, like, if you don't get off my furniture. Listen Every to me. something different. Oh my god! That man in that gray hoodie said, "Listen, sir, we gonna we gonna need you to get off the furniture, okay?" We don't have insurance, Cause when, sir. <laughs> listen, that lady came up to that pulpit and hit that podium so hard. That's what I'm telling. You, that was the anointing that kept him up there, chef. Ain't no way that man stayed on that on that. How did he get up there? Does it show how he got up there? Nope, we just see it from now. If I do find the original clip, it's listen to me, listen to me, because I don't even know how. I I can't even imagine how he got up there. Mm -mm. That's the pastor. It's it's a done deal. I'm gonna need to find that clip. I was gonna say we gonna need to find that church because let me tell you something. The way I'm gonna go viral from the videos I'm posting. (laughs) Come on, you know they got to be. You got to be some kind of Pentecostal, whatever, whatever <laughs> sector you are, you some kind of Pentecostal. They might be apostolic. You can't take us nowhere. 
because you know you can't take us nowhere. You know you can't. The way them, the way them people got up when he got on that podium and started running around. Listen. So the first game of the night we're going to play is Would You Rather? Mm. So it's just a choice or a preference between either or one or two, and you would just tell me what you would rather. Okay. So first one, would you rather, would you rather have a lifetime unlimited supply of makeup and skin care from your favorite brands or own your own home by age 40? Hmm. Well, I would I, I would have to pick the second one. I do have my own home, but I would like to have a second home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still trying to get her to come back. <laughs> Listen, okay. Everybody try to get me to come out these mountains. Turned into a rental property. Listen, I got her to come. Back. Listen, I'm I'm not going to say that I would never come back because I do. I love Atlanta and I miss it. So much. I, I lived there for what about three or four years, kind of back and forth because I was still in between spaces. But I think my first stop would be back home to New York for a little bit, and then I probably would at some point transition out there in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, because I do miss it. Yeah, because in New York, have all your checks just ate up. Ooh, just me and my dad were just talking about that. Like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's so expensive. All right, would you rather? Would you rather? Would you rather sweat maple syrup or cry strawberry jam? <laughs> oh Jesus, that's a tough one. I do, I do like me some strawberry jam on a Popeyes biscuit. I don't know about that maple syrup because I don't want to sweat. <laughs> right? I don't ever want to sweat, so I'm, I'm gonna go with the the the, the strawberry jam. <laughs> Would you rather, would you rather hear, okay, so you can only hear one song for the rest of your life. <laughs> would you rather Baby by Justin Bieber or Starships by Nicki Minaj? I can't take it. I, 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 nope, it's going to have to be Justin Bieber. <laughs> it's going to have to be Justin Bieber. Baby. Would you rather, okay, so you can only wear one shoe for the rest of oh, your Lord, life. Jesus. Would you rather pink Ugg boots or pink Crocs? Um, it would have to be the boots. I, I hate Crocs. I like the way they look on everybody else, but on me, I look like olive oil. My legs too skinny. Them joints look like just muffins around my feet. No, thank you. Not muffins. Muffins, girl. <laughs> like muffins. Styrofoam muffins. No. Would you rather? Would you rather never age or never need sleep to function? Uh, I would. I would rather never, never sleep. You know, to have function. Because even if you don't age, you can still just die. It don't matter how young or old you are. <laughs> so I'll be looking young. And no, uh. -uh. No, she, I I would prefer whole millennial life. The end goal tonight here is not to die. We gonna right? Okay, because we <laughs> listen. Okay, <laughs> no, I I would prefer to not need sleep. I could get a whole lot more done if I didn't need to sleep. No, I relate. Would you rather? Would you rather all your dreams play out in real time on Snapchat or 
all of your most embarrassing moments go viral on TikTok? Um, I, I don't know if the Lord trusts all my dreams. So <laughs> my dreams don't need to be shown to nobody, okay? They still waiting for approval. <laughs> However, my most embarrassing moments, you know, that might, sometimes that work in your favor because you wind up going viral, you know what I mean? Get a few more likes. So I could, you know, I could deal with that one. <laughs> Cut the check. Cut the check. All right, last one. Would you rather have the ability to fly or to be invisible? Be invisible. One, I'm afraid of heights. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't going up there. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll be on the air. Listen, as soon as, as soon as I get on the airplane, ask everybody what I do. That blue snuggie go over my head. Don't touch me. Don't talk to me. Don't ask me a question till we land. Okay. And if there is turbulence, I'm grabbing them knees. All right. Uh, I don't care if I don't even know you. I'm grabbing them knees, and I want every person next to me. Morning, when this life is over, we're gonna, we're gonna fly away. You're not no, I I want God to come get me in a car. I don't want to fly away. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I would prefer what was the other choice? I just knew I didn't want to fly. Yes, I would, yeah, be invisible. Yeah, I would be going to all the restaurants, making my own food. <laughs> like, what's their recipe? <laughs> Shrimp scampi. <laughs> <laughs> She said all the rest of it. Yeah, we're fat. We're fat people. Let me see what that recipe is. Okay, all right, okay. We like to eat and laugh. Yeah, this is, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I want to go to all the restaurants. I'm selling all, all the, the restaurants. Legs, all the lobster tails, okay? All the stir fry. They were like, they're just have broccoli and shrimp on my plate. Where did they go? He's walking past, like, what's the whole plate? See, plate go like this. Oh, my God. I only need to be invisible so I can steal food. That's it. What movie was that? And the ghost ate and the, the food kept going down. <laughs> just, it was imaginary. It was nothing there, but the food was going down. Yep. And this Listen. Is a, okay. Say you're an artist without saying I'm an artist. So this would be common. We say or hear musicians and vocalists and writers, people say that a common phrase. Either they're funny, deep, Annoying, whatever. Say you're an artist without saying I'm an artist. I say one thing. After I finish doing what I do for a living, I always got to go try to find my check. But they tell me right. my reward is in heaven. I know. What I do for a living. <laughs> say you're an artist without saying I'm an artist. Is it food effort? Listen, because, shoot. <laughs> Where are we going to the vestibule? Yeah, per diem. <laughs> yeah right, right. Where are we going? I need, we need to be clear before Listen. I say, "Oh yes." Okay, can I have my check at the airport and sound check? Y'all, y'all gonna raise an offering for this? <laughs> Cause you know they like raising that little offering because that mean they ain't got your money. As soon as you see, as soon as you see the offering come out, you know we we didn't want to charge nobody at the door. We just gonna ask y'all. You be like they raising my money right now. This is my money. I'm putting into my own money. And I just mm-hmm. all three lines counting his like okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this. Mm-hmm. That's the hundred dollar line. Okay, let me see how much they got. Mm-hmm. What you got on? Trying to figure out how much you actually gonna put in. The Listen, okay. You know how many places I don't went 
and they ain't had my money when I was done. And telling me, you know, well, you do this for the Lord. No, I do this to feed my son. This is a job. This is my job. If you administer to because I'm doing it, you know, that's a bonus. But like being a gospel singer does not mean, you know, I, and, I, and I know this is supposed to be funny, but I think people be like misconstruing like that because we are singers or artists and because they are ministered to that we are ministers. And it's like this is an occupation. When I fill out my taxes, when I go for apartments, when I go for whatever else I need, they ask me, what do I do for a living? And my yeah. occupation is a singer. Yeah. I just happen to sing for the Lord. But yeah. if you a doctor and you also believe in Jesus, you're not going you're not going to get him their money. You're not going to pay him that check. See if you get healed, okay? So, yeah. You get um, healed. You just ain't going to like it. <laughs> it's going to be a supernatural healing because they ain't about to touch you. <laughs> Damn, I'll be like, you know, I tell people time like my ministry is what I'm able to do with my check after. Like I I I give a lot. You know, yeah. I buy groceries and, you know, it only be people I know. I literally, during this pandemic, I was putting in just like random addresses and ordering um, uh, Instacart and just having it sent, you know, new people. Um, so I, I can, I'm able to do a lot, you know, with, you know, all just, you know, go in my pockets, you know, I ain't living in the lap of luxury. You know what I mean? I do a lot with what I make. And without that, that's the ministry for me. You know, the singing is, is great. And I'm glad, like I said, for the people that's under that particular roof at the time. Yeah, you know, be blessed by what I'm saying, because I am talking about my, my testimony. But, you know, um, I, I do a lot of ministry with the, the money you make. So run that check so I can go do what the Lord told me to do. Please, please and thank you. Mm -hmm. At the it. airport before sound check. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> The next limo driver gonna have a, a dollar sign in front of her name. The cash app, the T's problem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> did Did you send that payment? <laughs> well, alrighty then. Let's go. <laughs> right. Strap up. Let's go. Alrighty. So we are in for the last game of the night. It's called New Name Who This. This one pretty much uh -oh. is exclusive to Chip Chat and Chill. So usually, what I will do when we play New Name Who This. There's usually more than one uh, host on here with me. I have used at least one co-host with our guest. And I will gather some information from everybody ahead of time. And I use that to give you a brand new name. Tonight's uh -oh. episode of Chip Chat and Chill, we were talking about a whole millennial life with guest artist and life coach, Latisse Crawford. Um, we're both church babies, um, music babies, music lovers, and so I put a twist on tonight's game of New Name Who This. I'm going to assign some of our more notorious artists new names. So their <laughs> new names are going to be a compilation of some of our favorite foods. Oh, Lord. Very much in as their middle name. So it'll be their familiar first and last name. But I've put in as a middle name some of our favorite foods. So you will have to guess what their names are, I have four tonight. I'm ready. Let me see. Okay. So you're going to have to guess with me reading it like this. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't ready yet. And here you go. So there are oh five, five names. Okay. Five different names. So first name, who, as a little name, and a last name. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Name number one. Jackie Jigel, Harry Chase Headcock. 
Jackie Janelle. Jackie Janelle, something Clark. Jackie Janelle. Giselle. Jackie Javel. Giselle. Giselle. Uh-huh. Jackie, Jackie Giselle. Giselle. Something head, Clark? Harry she's head clock. Jackie Giselle. Harry she's head clock. She something clock? Jackie Giselle. Cheese Cheeseburger Clark. Chili cheese. Uh uh. Philly cheese steak. Tina Ham Hock Campbell. Tina Hamburger Campbell. Tina Hamburger Campbell. Tina Hamhock Green Turner. Tina Hamhock Green Turner. I mean Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> now <Not really. clears throat> Yana Turkey and Pretty. Turkey. Yana Turkey and Brianna. Rihanna. Rihanna. Rihanna Turkey Wings. Fenty. Fenty. Huh? Fenty? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Brianna Turkey Wings Fenty. Something chili cheese. <laughs> uh-uh. No. Carl Chili Cheese Dog Thomas. Carl Chili Cheese Dog Thomas. Oh, that was so freaking funny. I'm like, look, but I'm sitting here like, let me, let me see what her mouth is saying. <laughs> that is so freaking funny. Do you understand me? Oh my God. We have had the time of our life catching up with Mrs. Crawford and having our life. Yeah. Blast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having so much fun with us. Um, as we go out, check please. Do you have any carryout tips that you want to share with everybody on the platform that you are leaving with you tonight as you close yeah. the conversation? 
I just want to remind you guys to register for the Back to the Book Her Story webinar. Um, it's a two-hour webinar. Um, like I said, I think you guys are going to love it. We're going to have a good time. We're going to share some stories, and um, we're going to heal and grow. We're going to get our life, y'all, our whole life. That's the name of my life coaching company, Whole Life. Um, but go on my Instagram page and register there. The link is in my bio, Latice Crawford, L-A-T-I-C-E, no R. <laughs> Let's see. I definitely have had a full evening. What I can say is just evolution is dope. Mm -hmm. um, trust your process. I say that a lot. Yes. I, I'm talking to myself as well. Trust your process. Yeah. Enjoy the journey. Don't be in such a rush to get to the end product or the destination. It's not even a destination, but the end product until you move sure. on and carry on to the next venture. Yeah. Just enjoy the journey. Trust yourself. And accept your power. Absolutely. Accept your power. You are powerful. Bruh, sis. You have yeah, it. both, yeah. No matter how many people have turned you down, beat it off of you, you cultivate and you grow it in you. You have it in you to do whatever it is you believe in yourself to accomplish, and it will happen. Be your first cheerleader, your biggest cheerleader, and make it happen. Because it's, it's mm -hmm. got your name on it. No one can ever you know, make that happen for you. Because if you give it to other people to build your world, they will always build it too small. They will. I'm a living witness. So just go ahead, be brave, or do it scared. I'm doing it scared. Okay? So, um, yeah, just do it. Don't don't be your biggest holdback or setback. Just be your biggest yeah. champion and you make it happen. So thank you again to everybody for hanging out with us today. I'm glad you were able to get your whole life, a millennial whole life tonight. We are excited about the things to come. Please check out at Latisse Crawford for all information regarding her story empowerment uh, webinar. It's going to be an exciting and cultivating experience. You do not want to miss it. I am definitely going to jump on that and you Damn. can meet me there. Um, continue to snack well. Continue to thrive. Continue to have fun. Did you have fun tonight? I did. I had a good time. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me, giving me this platform. Thank you so much. Oh, very welcome. My pleasure, girl. Just make sure you guys all continue to keep in touch with Latisse. Her Instagram handle is available on her name. You see it there at the bottom yeah. of the screen, at Latisse Crawford. You can always uh, keep up with the show at Chip Chatter and Chill on Instagram and Facebook, as well as the digital entertainment network that houses Chip Chatter and Chill, as you see at the bottom of the screen. The key media house, you can keep up with me on Instagram and Facebook as well and see what uh, exciting material content that I'm going to come up with next. I'm all for the full of the 2020. I'm with all the shenanigans. Okay. All right. Just had to let y'all know. <laughs> Thank you for chilling with us here in uh, the kickback room. And as I always say in closing, stay well, love yourself, live in power, and then bring some friends to chit chat and chill. Yeah.